Good day, my guy. Yes, sir. Glad we How's connected. Going? Yeah, for sure. It's going well. Yeah, I've wanted to do a show with you. I actually connected, uh, I think I followed you on Instagram. Let me just check. Oh, I'm going to follow you right now. Well, I have two different Instagrams, so I don't know which one's connected to this. Oh, okay. But anyhow. Just so you know, in, for future purposes, uh, in, in the future, I like, I'm a very scheduled person, not that I don't mind these spontaneous okay. things, but I love scheduling just so I can mentally prepare myself for it. Um, but yeah, I, I do have a little bit of time and I would love to have a future show with you if that's okay with you. Yeah, I felt like this was just kind of kind of more a roll into, similar to a continuation of what you were already talking about. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, I yeah. mean... would like to hear your point of view on it. Uh, I'll give the mic over to you, and uh, you can introduce me to well, this I mean, um, awesome conversation. For, for myself, I'm, I'm very interested in um, emotional health, the EQ, <clears throat> uh, people's right. emotional IQ, uh, and uh, maturity and things of that nature, and how it improves your life on, like, every metric. Mm. Um, and so it's always fascinating to me to talk to somebody who has a very different perspective, even though you and I were very similar on a lot of the stuff that we were saying. Um, right. I think that, I think it's a conversation I can have with you that you'll understand it. You know, it's uh, absolutely a lot of times people have issues with understanding people who are stoic, you know, I mean, have you ever been labeled as a stoic? Uh, this puts a smile on my face just because this is the reason why my bio says what it says is because I don't think, I think in today's society, we too often think by understanding another per person's view, we have to accept that view as our own view. And this is where we mm -hmm. run into problems when it comes to trying to convey, like to prove the other person wrong or right. We can have a respectful community uh, conversation and meet right in the middle we can all learn from each other. And that's what makes it so beautiful. This is why I like stereo and connecting to people like you. Right. Um, so I've had, from, from, for me, I've been able to intellectually put myself in a lot of other people's shoes, hear their reasoning, hear them out about things. But like I'd referred to on your earlier conversation, sometimes it's very difficult for me to put myself in their emotional state. Mm. Um, because it's that concept of like something that is so not an issue for you in your life that it's very hard to understand certain situations triggering certain levels of emotion that would never even touch you. You know what I mean? Can you like give me a specific example just so I understand it a little bit more? Well, I, I give you a, a hypothetical uh, example yeah, in the last sure. conversation about like, you know, a girl being like, oh. So some random lady told me that my hair was stupid. Now I want to cut all my hair off and it's just like really upsetting me. And, and you're like, mm. uh, why do you care what somebody else thinks? Like yesterday you were fine with your hair and right. <laughs> now, now you're all emotional about it. Right. And, and when someone is giving a situation like that, that you can't emotionally connect with, mm. it's very difficult um, to fake empathy. 
empathy is a very difficult thing to fake for me anyway. I, I've seen people do it, but it's very difficult for me because mm. I, it, it just seems so disingenuous to try and pull that out of yourself. You know what I mean? Right. And so sometimes you'll get labeled as not caring when that's not the case. It's not that you're not caring. It's just that you're not mm. feeling it. Like you are, you're mature. You're more mature. Often that's the case of you're more mature and you have a higher, you've developed a higher thinking than that. Story of my life. <laughs> I get you. But I'm sure, I, I know. But I'm, yeah, I'm sure you've been through something like that. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. have you in, in, I don't, I'm sure I didn't even ask you, like, are you from Germany or? Yes, I, I was born in Germany, but I moved to Canada when I was 14. So I've been living in Canada for 14 years. Okay. And so am I wrong to say that Germans are traditionally seen as not very emotional? Hmm. Yes, you are. Nah, you know what? It's a hard question. To, it's, it's a hard thing to answer just because I would consider my, myself more of an empath. But I, oh, really? I was brought up in a traditional home where, here's the thing. A lot of Germans, they don't express emotions in their face. And you right. hear it in the voice. It's more of a textbook answer. But then it comes from a very authentic and genuine place. But often it's just the way the culture is. It's not necessarily perceived that way. So I'm a big empath, but I do like to always come back to the textbooky or factual kind of um, answer. So I, I sometimes bat, battle with the balance of it because I am German, but I'm also an empath. And I've, I literally know way more Germans than not to struggle with showing their true or vulnerable emotions to answer that question. Right. And uh, I, I want to ask you a question about being an empath, but we see your comment. Let's get to the comment so that way people sure. can ask the questions. Hey guys. Then big hello, Professor Steph. Hi, German guy, not met you yet. Forward to it. Uh, interesting topic. I think a lot of it is to do with levels of confidence and insecurities, such securities. Um, I also think mm-hmm. it's really different between Americans and British. Sure. Can I just give you a quick right. reminder? Maybe go a little bit closer to the mic so I can hear you a little bit better. Mm-hmm. So, not, not what, do you, what do you think about that? I didn't hear and the whole the thing. Comment. Yeah, I didn't hear the whole thing yeah, just because it was a little quiet. It was it was pretty quiet. Um, maybe you, you can rephrase it, again, it to maybe me. Maybe that would be. I mean, because oh, okay. I love I love Miss Penny. So okay, great. Thank you, Miss Money Penny. Hey guys, got a crazy example on Germans and emotion. If you look at the Formula okay. One drivers. So, um, yeah, you get German Formula One drivers that show almost no emotion. But then we've got people like Sebastian Vettel, who has become one of the funniest, most interesting uh, extrovert guys on the grid. Okay, so so to answer that question, and I want to get back to what the other question that you had about me, but I think here's the thing, because I'm a German introvert, I tend to feel a lot of deep emotions when I'm absent from social situations in a way to prepare myself mentally of just being level-headed and responding in the correct way. But I often feel the effects 
of the emotions afterwards and before, because it takes a while for me to prepare myself emotionally for, for social uh, events, just because I'm more on, on the introverted side. Okay. And, and I'm, I'm omnivert. Basically, I, if I had to choose, I'd prefer to be around people. But whenever I'm alone, huh. I can enjoy that time too. I mean, it's, it was very difficult to pigeonhole myself into one or the other because wow. I really, I like, I like my alone time. I entertain myself. I enjoy it. I don't get depressed by being alone, but right. I prefer to be around people. I can see that. You know? Yeah, I can see that for sure. And yeah, I'm not that I, way. I feel like I feel like for me, like what I enjoy, what gives me, um, uh, what gives me pleasure, I guess, with myself is some form of growth. So mm. I can I can find growth on my own in solitude and reflection, but I prefer to grow with others and learn from other people and interactions. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean that, that's I my that. way of feeling. You you said like charging up or getting energy earlier. So that's right. like for me, that's when I feel it. It's like whenever I'm growing in some way. Okay. Yeah, I'm I'm the same way. I just don't get charged up by being around lots of people. I get charged up in a way right now, but even then I need to take a break afterwards for, for me to jump on another live. So I think it's beautiful how we can just recognize each other's strengths and weaknesses and learn from each other. I think there's a lot to be learned from you as equally. I hope there's something to learn from, be learned from me. I try to stay humble about it. Um, but I think that's what makes this, platforms like stereo so great if you come with the intention to have respectful common conversation that seeks common ground that's what you will get and i love that i right. love your comments and i love like just really quick i just really appreciate you sticking around my talks i've seen you so many times and this is the first time that i've said thank you so first of all sorry for being late but then <laughs> thank you so much for all the support <laughs> Well, uh, that makes me feel good. I'm glad. And thank you very much. I'm glad when I hear anybody say that they've heard me before or was interested in talking to me um, because I'm just I'm just a regular guy. You know, I'm I'm nothing special. But but whenever I was listening to your conversation earlier with Beautiful Wreck, I was like, oh, this is a really interesting topic that I love to talk about things like this. Hmm. And then when I clicked on your face and saw your your profile um, description and I was like, oh, yes. Oh, yes. This is a guy I can talk to. Like, I can just read it right there and be like, okay. Like, let's have deep conversations. Let's talk about things that unite us, not divide us. I was like, yes. I love it. Absolutely. I love it. Yeah, that gives me Automatic goosebumps flow. right now because this is, this is literally – I have a big backstory I'm not going to bore you with. But to, to, to put a huge a long story into one little sentence is I've been on both extremes. I know what it's like to be opinionated. And and so in what, some ways it's good, but most of the time it's not good for yourself, peace. So I've been on both extremes and my passion and my goal is now to find the common ground. We can embrace the things that we can all share with each other without trying to walk on over each other. Like, it's just not productive. So I really connect to you, man. I really appreciate you saying that. Thank you so much. You're welcome. And so I have a question that's for you and for anyone who's listening. Everyone struggles with some, some sort of issue emotionally, I would think. Everyone has something. Um, 
do you feel like you have more of a struggle with feeling too little or feeling too much? Because you're an imp- if you're an empath, then that means you're it would be very difficult to regulate emotions whenever you're picking them up from other people, right? So it's mm, a good question. Do you feel too much or do you think you feel too little if you had to decide? You're putting me right in the let's, spot, let's, eh? Let's get, the, let's get the comment first and then... All right, I'll think time. about why. Hey, you guys are verging on territory of the Myers-Briggs test. Ah, uh, the 16 mm. personalities. Uh, I'm not yes. sure if you've heard of it. But, uh, for Never example, you get four letters that uh, categorize Just... you. Um, for example, I'm INTP, and the I is the introvert, wow. whereas an ENTP is more extrovert. But um, mm-hmm. people have different, uh, I don't know, ways of dealing with things. When I'm doing this radio and whatever, I tend to be much more extrovert because I feel I can hide in some ways. Um, I don't feel so exposed because you can't see me, you don't actually know who I am, <laughs> it sounds strange. But naturally, I'm quite introvert and reclusive and I prefer yeah. small groups and being on my own. Miss Mani, first of all, I want to thank you so much for, for, this, for contributing. Can you follow me? I'll follow you right back, I promise. I think these, this, you guys are the kind of people I love chatting with, honestly. I'm, I'm very picky mm-hmm. who I follow just because I want to keep my passions going in the, in the intellectual way or EQ way, I should say. Um, right, right. And, and I, I think it's a great, I like what Penny is saying too. Um, man, I had a question that I wanted to ask about that. Now it's escaping me at the moment. Uh, well, I'm, I'm an ENTP, so I'm the extrovert thinking, perceiving uh, uh, the, on the Myers-Briggs. So I know that Miss Money Penny and I will line up on a lot of things as far as how we perceive the world just mm. because of those four letters, you know, and uh, I think it's like a ENTP dash A. I think I put it in my profile, actually. Because oh, wow. I had a conversation about Myers Briggs, and and the A stands for assertive, and there's a dash T, which is for turmoil. But I'm not really sure the definition of that is. But have you taken the Myers Briggs? Yes, I would be introverted, intuitive, um, feeling, and turbulent. Mm-hmm. So INFPT. So did you? When you took the test, did you feel like it was pretty accurate? I took it three times on three different occasions because I wanted to see how the environment had a, had a role to play. And I was consistent. I was the same every yeah. time. <laughs> it happened to me too. I was like, really? maybe because you, you forget about the questions. You forget about your answers. And it's on yeah. a scale, right? So it's like very, you know, very much agree, kind of agree. Yeah. Middle ground, disagree, strongly disagree. So it's like any given day, you would think that those little variations might feel differently. But every time I took the test, it was the same. And it's like a hundred something questions. So I was like, there's got to be something, you know, underlined there. That's crazy. That's so cool, though. Man, we could do a total, we could totally do future shows on personality. I would love that, honestly. Now that we're talking about it. Absolutely. I get very passionate about this topic just because when I accepted myself and I'll get back to the messages right away, I was able to build on my strengths and just disregard the weaknesses 
And it's beautiful. I think everybody should see their strengths because I'm quite happy when I see a happy person. You know, it fuels me. Mm -hmm. And I'm happy when someone's happy with themselves. It just makes my happiness for myself even bigger. <laughs> Let's get to comments. And I want to ask you about the... Uh... I wanted to ask you about the empath and what, what that's like. Wow, oh, yeah. that's right. fascinating that you are ENTP, which I verge on, and I think I'm ENTP sometimes and INTP others. Hey, mm-hmm. we're destined. Let's get married. <laughs> <laughs> well, I already have a beautiful wife that I love dearly. Um, that if I wasn't already bald, I'd probably pull my hair out with, but she's worth it. <laughs> Do you want us to get and this she... next message out of the way? Or... Yeah, yeah, let's do it. All right, all right. Hey, so to answer your question that you was asking for me, I feel like I feel everything. Like, I can feel everybody's emotions when I'm in a room, you know, the way they carry themselves, the body language, you know, uh, um, the, you know, just everything hits me. You know what I'm saying? And I realized that I have to calm the voices down in my, in my head. Like, I, I had to stop. You know what I'm saying? And sometimes I just focus on just uh, an affirmation or something like that. You know what I'm saying? And and then I, I try to, to, to just focus everything on the person that like I'm communicating with in that moment. You know what I'm saying? And, and clear my head completely and just listen to what they're saying. You know what I'm saying? And everything like that. So, yeah. Yeah. It, it, it hits like that for, for me. Real quick, mm-hmm. real quick, Money Penny. I would love to chat with you. Please um, follow me on Instagram. We can set up a live. I'm pretty booked for today, but maybe we, I can squeeze one in today. And I have another person trying to call. Yeah, please let me know. I'm not ignoring you guys, but I do. After prof- with speaking to Professor, I need to take a little bit of downtime for self care. Sure. Um, but I'd love to love to connect with you. This is very it's something I'm passionate about. So please give me a follow. So and we'll we'll make something work. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. So, Greg, Greg just said something that you can probably relate to a lot more than me. I'm a person I was who's very say, unaffected right. by people's emotions, and right. he's and he and you were talking about being very affected. So, how do you do? You have to take extra precautions with these emotional vampires that I wouldn't have to do. Wow, wow. I love that question. And by the way, Greg. Hey, I see you, fella empath. So welcome to the club, first of all. Second of all, absolutely. I had to actually delete Facebook because yeah. I was getting so many messages. And, you know, empaths, they tend to have a weakness when it comes to... They, they see the negativity from other people as a sign of their pain, which is a big reality. And then they try mm. to calm that pain, but sometimes people don't want to listen. And that's what makes, sometimes that's what makes an empath struggle, like myself. Sure. What do you think is the, if you're out there and you're listening and you're wondering if you're an empath, what, what made you realize that you were an empath? How did you find that out? I would say years and years of just being unhappy. And not really knowing what, how I click. For example, this was a vague answer, but for example, people would always ask me to parties to come to socials and stuff. I would have, mm-hmm. yeah, one sec. Yeah, I'll be right there. Mm-hmm. 
So people would ask me, come to clubs, come to parties and all that stuff. Every time I would go, I would end up just almost crying, like pretty much having a breakdown because I didn't want to be there. But at the same time, people forced me and I didn't want to let them down. So I had years of trying to please other people in that regard. I'm like, okay, obviously you're not going to understand if I say I'm not going to be able to show up today. So I'm just going to come, even if it means to wreck my mental health, to wreck my emotional health. So at some point mm -hmm. I had to delete Facebook. I had to move back home and say, you know what? I'm going to be more selective on what people I can be around with because that way I could choose how I want to move forward because we all need emotional support, not even emotional support, just intellectual support too. We just need people that we can relate with. Like we are relating with right now. So, right. so when I put myself out there, I try to limit it, but if I do, I have to prepare myself mentally and say, you know what, if this or that happens, I basically am a big thinker. I go through all the scenarios. I'm going to stay positive. I'm going to react this way if I don't like that trigger or if I can't run away from that trigger. So it's, it's a mess, man. It's a mess. On one side, I hate being an empath. On the other side, I love it because you can actually laser focus on anything you want to do and accomplish it. And I think that's the strength as an empath. Obviously, I can only speak for myself, but yeah. Sure, sure. Penny, let's get your comment real quick. Yes. Sorry that I did make a call to you completely accidentally because I'm on stereo so much. I've bought one of these little tablets, uh, sort of like 10-inch tablets uh, that runs on Android so I can keep my stereo on the tablet running and then I can use my phone for other things because I otherwise I've got my phone tied up and I don't want to lose my stereo listening so I can't use my phone and I found it difficult. So I've now got two technologies <laughs> and one of them is playing oh, yeah. up and therefore I'm hitting the wrong buttons. So apologies. All good. No, it's totally fine. So with the with the empath and recognizing that, do you remember whenever you first found a word for that or before you found out that that was a thing? Like, did you think that you were different than other people? Or did you think everyone felt the way you felt? Um, it's a good question. It's a good question. Well, that's from, what they from call a... me the content enhancer. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh -huh. And I thank you for thank you for wanting to explore other people. There's a very genuine part and, and very easy to connect with you because you want to know for people. I feel like I've been talking so much about myself. I want to ask you and you keep asking, so how do you deal with this and that? So that in itself is very admirable, Professor. Thank you. No it's, problem. I have a love. I love people. And the way I think about myself is there's nothing so important about me that I can't spend the time to learn about someone else. And wow. if you were a person who was just going on talking about yourself constantly, it wouldn't be that interesting because you wouldn't be saying the things that I want to know about you. But since hmm. you're able to answer questions, we could do this all day. I know you, you can't, but I'm just saying it's, it's kind of what I love to do. I love to know people at, you know, hmm. at their core. I love that. I love that so much. Um, so to answer a question real quick, I've always kind of felt like I was different in a way, but some days I didn't. It really had to, it really de depended on the environment I was in. But when it comes to like school, um, kinder or school, grade one, grade two, grade three, grade four has really messed me up. 
because that was the first time I was exposed to like lots of people and stuff. And I was like, whoa, what am I feeling? Why am I feeling all over the place? And I just, yeah, I've struggled since uh, since this kid to just determine what, what's going on with me. Am I crazy? You know, um, I would mm-hmm. zone out. I would zone out as a, as a result. And people would call me all kinds of names, like you're the dreamer. You're not there mentally. Just because it was so overstimulating. And only in my mm-hmm. late, I would say only in my middle to late 20s, I've recognized, okay, I need to start looking at myself. I've walked through a period of self-development. And I'm here now. And I'm I'm just not really regretting what I went through because I know it made me right. the person I am today. Good answer. I like that. Let's see what we have here. Yeah, I mean, for me, like, I never really knew. I never, I never really knew I was an empath. I mean, I just thought that that's the way that everybody was. I just thought that, you know, that people right. could just relate it to people. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like that. Like, people could feel other people's feelings and, and stuff like that. And then I had to find out. The, the you know over over time I, I realized that a lot of people don't you know what I mean a lot of people just don't really care about you know what what other people are going through or, or they or they lack they they lack the communication uh, awareness to not say something because you know that person is going to take it a certain way um, and I also had to deal with you know feeling like I would let people down and stuff like that but how i got over it was just learning how to love myself so i learned how to love i learned how to love myself regardless of if you know other people might not you know love me yeah yeah that's cool man i respect that that's a journey yep so what greg is saying is that he he found a way to recognize that not everyone feels this way and for himself he's learning to be okay with him and love himself and maybe let go of the fact that he's feeling like he's letting people down. Was there something mm. like that for you where you're like, okay, yes. I, yeah, I was, I, I was that saying that as a, as a kid, I, I, it, it took me a while to, to go from, I'm the only one feeling this way or everyone feels the way I'm feeling to, okay, not everyone is the same and we can appreciate that and we can respect that and see the beauty in that. So I, I've changed in that regard as well. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. I hey, listen. I never knew I was an empath. I just thought everybody was 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 like that. I thought everybody, you know, could feel other people's feelings. You know what I'm saying? And 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 it just was natural. You know, it took me a while before I, I realized that some people, uh, not you know, not on that like everybody's on that spectrum, but other people feel more than others. You know what I'm saying? And uh, yeah. And um. And I, I can also relate to not wanting to let nobody down, not wanting to make nobody upset because it made me upset. And I felt like if people was upset with me, then, then that meant that they didn't love me or, or they meant that, you know, I wasn't a good person. But then I realized that it's all about self-love and it's about loving yourself and loving who you are and just loving your life regardless. You yes. know what I'm saying? And, mm-hmm. and I think that helped me out a whole lot. For sure. I love that. I agree. Thank you so much for sharing the show, Amina. Shout out to Amina. She is awesome, man. <clears throat> yeah, thank you for for doing this with me. I love the topic of personalities and how we can just come together and 
unite in that. You know what I mean? Like, if everyone was like me, I would probably not even be talking to you if you were like me. Right. But because you are right. different, it makes me like, wow, this person has a different perspective. I want to hear. I want to hear you out. Yeah, and th that's right. Uh, my my screen is frozen, so if any comments come in, I'm sorry if I don't see them. It's going to be up to a German guy to figure that one out. Um, yeah. But so you said that, okay, so from my perspective and the way I deal with emotions and think about things, it would seem like such a burden to be an empath. And you mm -hmm. mentioned that that you felt that way before too, but you've also learned that there are positive aspects to it. What are Absolutely. some of those positive aspects? I, I don't think there is too many. Like, honestly, I often admire extroverts way more than I ever admire myself. It sounds weird, but I really, really do admire extroverts the way they can just be so quick and say the right thing at the right time. I'm a little bit slower in that sense. So, but I do think that there is a few benefits also for being an introvert. In my, you know, I need to look at life like half class full. I get that. I'm working on that. But sometimes I just admire extroverts too much because I love them. I don't have introverted friends just because they're too, this, too much the same. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, well, I have a few introverted friends, but not many. Um, Oh, I got sidetracked so much, man. I'm so sorry. That's all right. What was no your exact question? Well, I was just asking you about, you had said that there was some, it was early oh. on, it felt negative, right? But then later you found some positives in it. Oh, yes, 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 yes. So solitude has, has been a gift for me. Recognizing I love spending alone time, but and using that alone time for to build my character and to to do things that, give me joy like reading a book you know in a weird this sounds weird but connecting to other people who i don't really know in personal life and just because one-on-one -on -one, i love I, I love good people one-on-one -on -one. and if if someone invited me to like with a group of friends i would be like ah too much stimulation but it's just something that i need to work on i've been working on it but i just like the fact that i can sit down in my room and be okay with reading a book for two hours and and you mentioned you can do the same thing, mm -hmm. but I think solitude is is something that's kind of underrated. You see a loner sitting in the corner, just okay, minding his own business, and you're like, oh, I don't want to be with that person because you know I might feel alone that way because he's so he seems selfish, and I think there's this stigma around loners, and I'm I'm the typical example that a loner can be social. Okay. But but you you were saying like through high school though through high school it wasn't that way or did it start in high school? Um, towards end of high school, it, it started to change. So close to seventeen, actually maybe even a little bit after high school, but um, so around sixteen, seventeen, eighteen. That's where I started to have a lot of ups and downs. One day I'd go out to party and. And then the next day, I'm like, oh, I'm done with you guys. And, and I just realized what people are good for me, which people aren't very good for me. And since I've been looking into that, my life has been so great. Nice. 
Yeah. I'm gonna have to mute my mic for a second. So I hope you can awesome. take over for a second. No problem. This was a very spontaneous uh, show. Professor just called me and he's like, I like to talk about personalities. So if you guys know what your personality is like, what are some strengths or some weaknesses, something you like or something you don't like about your personality, let me know. Let's talk about it. I have another 20 minutes maybe to, to talk. I'm going to take a break because my throat is starting to feel it. But yeah, let me know. Let me know. Let me know. I love your topic. How do we stay calm in the storm? When I read it, I literally laughed out loud. And I was wow. like, yeah, don't. Well, at least for me, I do not stay calm. When something or when a quote-unquote storm hits me, my first gut reaction is to freak the fuck out. <laughs> I get upset. I get angry. I have anxiety. I start to panic. I start crying. And then after about three to five minutes, I'm like, Amina, let's wrap this up. Let's get it together. I catch those emotions, those fears and anxiety. And I kind of push them to the side. I'm like, okay, calm down. You're fine. We can get through this. I redirect those negative thoughts and I figure out a plan on how to attack whatever storm may be hitting me directly. But I'm not going to lie to you. When that storm first rolls in, I am like, what the hell do I do? Freak out, freak out, cry, scream. Actually, I relate to that. I relate to that. I'm not saying I'm, I'm collected and stuff all the time. I, I freak the F out too. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, sure. Like, so for Thank me, you, I want to know... You. Yes, thank you very much. I want to know about that. Like, so there is a certain amount of things that I haven't experienced that are universal things that a lot of people have experienced that that I'm fascinated with. So I know that I can learn and grow. Like, for example, uh, say even even one year ago, if someone was able to was trying to explain to me what depression was like, I would be like, I want to know, but I can't really know. But COVID, layoff, sitting at home, worrying about saving money so I don't run out, you know, stuff like that. Not having that, that uh, purpose that you're doing every day that's like giving you something. When that was taken away, um, it was, it hit me really hard. And it was the first time in my whole life that I dealt with anything that was depression. And it took me months and other people telling me, Seth, you're depressed. And I'm like, no, I'm not depressed. I mean, I'm not, we're not, I'm not freaking out because I wasn't freaking out. I knew we'd be fine. I knew we'd get through it. Um, but I couldn't put my finger on a specific thing that would be worthy of being depressed about, you know? So I wanted to push it off and say, I can't be depressed. What am I depressed about? Thinking right. of it in the same way that if someone was explaining to me their depression, I'd be like, well, look at your life. Like you have X, Y, Z, you're doing fine. You have your health, what have you. Why do you justify being depressed? And it wasn't until I went through it that I realized even in your depression, sometimes you can't even justify it, but you can't shake the feeling. You know, it's mm -hmm. like, I don't yeah. have a good reason. I literally right. don't have a good reason, but it's still there. And mm -hmm. it took me going through it to even be able to understand 
and to build that ability to have empathy for people who are going through it. Because before I just had no good frame of reference, you know? Wow. Yeah. And it's so here's the thing as, as empaths, I have to be real here too for a second. Sometimes we are so scared of being all the way vulnerable and putting ourselves out there because we know how responses can affect us. But we start to kind of wear this masks. And that's another side effect of being empaths. Like I said, every personality has their strengths and weakness, right? For me, I can sometimes come across as not showing what I really feel or not saying what I really feel just because I'm almost scared for putting myself to a situation that will trigger me. And I'm like, no. So I need to work on just more. I think I'm a pretty authentic person, but I think I need to work on when it comes to the social side of things to just be okay with just being all the way real and vulnerable, Mm -hmm. you know? Oh, I think, I think a situation like stereo is a great way to test that ground, you know, like bearing your soul to a stranger might not be as worrisome as someone, you know, personally. Yeah. And that's a good way to practice. Yeah. I love it. But, but in, in a sense that a stranger can be a complete asshole to you if they want to. But whenever you bear your soul to strangers and you realize that instead of hatred or judgment, most of the time you get sympathy and people understanding and people relating Mm -hmm. to you and people encouraging you. And it takes away some of that fear that you can hopefully translate to your personal life, you know? And I think that this is a great medium for that. Yeah, I agree. I've met some amazing people. I'm glad. I'm glad that you stepped out on on uh, stepped out and said, "Okay, I usually like structured conversations, but I'm willing to talk to this guy." And I hope that you don't regret it. I hope that you're, you know, I, I totally don't. Spontaneous conversations can still be very nice and very, you know, enjoyable and informational. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And maybe you're maybe you're helping Greg right now to be like, "Oh shit, I'm an empath." Like that's. Like that's right. a good explanation. Like that makes sense. I mean, I don't know that he didn't know that already, but right, you know. No, I'm definitely really, really. Uh, at first, I was hesitant. I'm like, ah, uh, I was going to text you and be like, "Can we do it another time?" <laughs> I'm not prepared. <laughs> but there is a, there is something beautiful about just being in the now and just being honest with yourself, and you know, just being with the right people and having the right support. It brings out that person in me more and more. I, I saw Amina. Amina has been just a, such a good friend to me. I don't know her personally. I just know her through stereo. But, you know, opposites, mm-hmm. you can learn from opposites. And something I learned from her is just yes. be real. You know, be you. So, mm-hmm. if you're listening in, Amina, lots of love, man, from this German. Do we have any comments? I don't know. I can't see them because my... On my end, it's Let's try and out. refresh this thing. I'll push the button. I don't see if it's going to... It's frozen, but I'll push it. Hey, I'd like to ask German guy a question, which I'd like him to be very honest about, which I'm sure okay. he can be, and sure it won't sure. cause any offense, no matter who is listening. Can you describe, from an independent Germanic point of view, what you see as the difference between British and American people generally from your experience? Can I be honest? Mm -hmm. Just the accent. (laughs) Really? Yeah. I really mean that. 
I have British friends. I have American friends, and there are good people all over, all over. So I don't know what differences you want me to point out, but I only hear the difference of an accent and maybe some cultural things. But um, yeah, that's my answer. I really don't have anything else to say. Mm-hmm. Yep. From a German's perspective, the accent is the only difference. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, I agree. I mean, it, I, that's one thing, too, that I've definitely experienced through, uh, through stereo is realizing the ability to connect with um, like-minded people from all over the world and different uh, the social caste, different economics, different governments. And still realize people are people at the end of the day. And if you spend the time listening and talk to them, you're going to get to something real. And, you know, and all the other, all the other uh, perceptions can just fade away and you get to know someone's uh, real true personality. Yeah. Um, I think it's a beautiful thing. It is. Do we have, I'm going to keep pushing this button because whenever I push the button, I don't, I don't see, I don't see anything. By the way, if you have I mean, a in there. terms of general personality, demeanor, confidence, all those sorts oh, of things. Oh, oh, oh. Okay, yeah, I was kind of, I was like, that's probably what you meant, but I wasn't sure. Um, you know, like I said, maybe in the way British people talk. Like, one thing, for example, is just when they try to pursue. You know, be they're very. Some of my British friends, when they're passionate about a topic and they're like, they want to hear my opinion about it, they tend to say, yeah, like as in a question, yeah, not as in like, do you agree with me? And it's like, uh, right. it's, it's something that I find very unique in, in that sense that Americans don't do. So that's one of the cool differences I see in terms of personality and how culture has, uh, has, an, uh, has. What's the right word? Impacted that. Is it is it like the same way that Canadians say a? Not not quite, but it's similar. It'd be like, it'd be like uh, how you doing, eh? And I'm like, where is that coming from? Yeah, I don't know. But it's, I guess it's over more, here it, in the it, South, we say we say right a lot. You know, okay. we're not asking someone to agree with us every time, but we're just saying right. You know. For no reason. Right. <laughs> like me saying, right, right. But yeah, but in that, you're actually agreeing with understanding. But I mean, like, it, it, it doesn't matter. Let's try and get some more comments if we have any. Hey, you know, Seth, are you depressed, man? Um, she. Probably because we haven't done a show in a minute. But, you know. Probably. I'm still here. I'm still here. Um, yeah. Got some uh, interesting things to talk about. Um but just want to say hello. Stop in and say hello. What's up, man? How you doing? How you doing? Um, I can't see your your screen name because I'm leaving a message. But anyway, good day to you too, sir. And uh, y'all be in touch. Derek, we do need to talk. I've been away for a long time. I'm just barely creeping back on. Um, Derek's a nice, informative guy. He can hang with any kind of conversation. I'll tell you that much. Um, He's, he's like one of these information wells you can go to to learn about something that, you know, he's not, I don't think he's going to talk about anything he doesn't feel like he's confident in talking about. And that's a unique thing to find out there in the world where they're not just like throwing out random opinions, but it's like, oh, this opinion is 
out there because of X, Y, Z. And I can show you. That's a great thing about uh, Derek. And I didn't even know he was in the room because I can't see when people join or leave or anything. Right. So, so I'm going to push a button again to see if we have another comment. Because I don't, yeah, it's like a. Yeah. It's good to see you back on stereo, man. It's good to see you back, man. I hadn't seen you in a minute. Glad you're back with us. Just so you know, my family's calling for me for for supper, so I'll give it around ten All more right. minutes, and then I do have to go. And I would like All to right. reconnect to you at some point, then um, a more scheduled time. <laughs> Absolutely, Absolutely. So then I'll I'll ask you one of the questions that I wanted to ask uh, about cutting people out of your life as an impact. Okay. You talked about the emotional vampires and stuff like that. When you, when you distance yourself from somebody who you're saying is toxic or, or draining you or someone who just makes you feel genuinely unhappy, how do you, do you mm -hmm. explain that to them? Be like, Hey, you depress me. Or are you just like completely cut them off, find excuses not to talk to them? Um, that's a good question. I'll have to think about it for a little bit. I usually, I'm very honest with what people I like. If I like a, a person, I will, I will talk to them. And if, if they're good for me, but if I, re if I realize that they're not that good for me, then it's like, I kind of steer away from talking and then I just don't respond kind of thing, you know? Mm -hmm. I won't go out. I won't go out of my way to talk to a person that I know is not healthy for me. Yeah, I, he might, that person might be healthy for someone else. I'm not saying it's a bad person, but just for my compatibility, I would, in a way of challenging myself, because some people they just they don't challenge me quite enough, and I like that about people where they have where they challenge me to be better in in certain areas. Mm-hmm. I know for me, it's very difficult because even though I'm not feeling their emotions, but if it's um, like somebody who's just depressed all the time or negative all the time, I'm a pretty blunt person. I'll tell people how it is because I feel like it's like a, a courtesy to say, hey, I'm going to be honest with you. So that way, you know, but when there are some people who are so emotional, it, like if you had a friend that was depressed and you said, I don't want to be around you anymore because your depression is making me depressed, it would be like, well, you don't want to say that, right? Like, you don't want them to have more reason to be depressed. Yeah. That's a tricky but, area. Yes, exactly. So I was wondering, as somebody who feels that a lot, like how you would navigate that. But um, You know, I, I have, to be honest, I have, I have anxiety, okay? And there are people in my life who are, have severe anxiety as well. Like, I mean, like, close family speaking right mm -hmm. and i try to give myself a little bit of time each day for that person to say hey how are you doing even though i know that they might not respond or they might not see it as a conversation starter i just want to make sure that i spend a little bit of time showing them that love because at the end of the day if i get a smile out of that person and a spark of hope into that person it makes me feel good, even though it takes me a little bit of time to recover afterwards, because I've been there too, where people reached out to me and it wasn't necessarily comfortable, and I needed that. Looking back to in my life, I was like, those were the people who, who really helped me, little by little, but they helped me. So, 
So I will make exceptions. If it's a person I love, I'll make exceptions. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I think I've only had to cut out maybe two people out of my life. And it was difficult to approach that situation because, you know, people like, like friends that you grew up with for years, you know, and for you to get to the point where you're like, I realize that every time I'm around you, it is worse. It, it, it's worse for me emotionally. It's worse. Mm. And I don't believe because I know you so well, because you I mean, we've spent so much time together over the years that you have any desire to change. So I just right. have to cut you off. I don't hate you. I don't anything. I just, you are, you are a negative influence in my life. And how to yeah. try and tell somebody who you care about something like that is very difficult. It is difficult. It is. And if you like, even especially if you've been vulnerable and honest, like, Hey, this is how I feel. And blah, blah, blah. Right. Then it's probably not healthy for you to keep coming back and just drain, let your energy be drained without for no reason, really. So I, right. I do see this. I see the struggle in that. So I'm, I'm, trying to find balance now in my life too i i'm not i haven't reached my goal yet in finding that balance okay well, let's push this button again and see we'll just see if there's any more comments before you gotta go hello there professor so hello there german guy i hope that you guys are having a wonderful thursday and i pray that your upcoming weekend is even more amazing and blessed have a great one oh thank you thank you so much you should follow wisdom speaks I'll tell every time she comes in here, I hope you're getting followers, Wisdom, because every single time I'm going to tell people to follow her. She's, <laughs> she is literally, she's literally probably out of all the people that I've met on stereo, and I've met some really good people, she genuinely cares about people and desires for people to be better and... Mm. And she's consistent with that, you know. It's not like one day you'll catch her in a room talking about, "Oh, my favorite kink is X, Y, Z." You know, she's not she's not spending her time doing that. Like she's like out there on these stereo streets, like trying to help people. So, if you don't follow her, you should. That's awesome. Definitely. Is there another comment? What I'd like to know I... is why does this app either have? Hypersensitive people, snowflakes, toxic people, or just boring, <laughs> flat, magnolia, beige people. Answer me this. Is there another message? Uh, let's see. Nope. I'm pushing okay. the button and nothing's coming up, so that, that's probably it. Okay, I, will, I would like to wrap it up. And if I didn't answer your, the latest question, I'm sorry. I don't know the latest answer like to, to the latest question. <laughs> Um, but hey, it was a good talk, time talking to you. Um, yeah, message me on Instagram if you want to get together. If you haven't followed a professor, the prof one professor yet, please do so. Um, also myself, if you want to see when I'm coming on next. So yeah, I'm going to go though, let you guys go. But it was really good talking to you. It was good talking to you too. I, I look forward to doing it again. Yeah, me too. Thank you. Bye. Right, have a good one. You too.